0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, hello, hello. And happy Wednesday. Yay. It is Wednesday and it is a happy Wednesday for me because I don't have to go to work. Yay. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go to the library, which is my happy place i love the library as my favorite place to go to and i'm going to read story time to the little ones there and i'm also going to go and choose some books if i can find any um that are suitable to be for us to read so keep your fingers crossed <laughs> um so i have an apology I'm always apologising, aren't I? Um, But I do have an apology to make because um, on Monday it was Hardwin's birthday and he was seven. Now, um, his mummy messaged me, but she messaged me on the day and it was after I'd recorded the story anyway, because the story goes out on at half past six on a, um, in the morning. Um, and I don't do birthdays on the, the second one. Um, but because work was so manic, um, I did not see the message. So I didn't get it until after I'd recorded yesterday's message either. Uh, or yesterday's story either so I I cannot apologize enough to Hardwin I am so sorry that I missed your seventh birthday Um, I'm saying a happy belated birthday now and I really 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 hope you had the best best day ever and i hope you had lots of fun and lots of presents and even more importantly lots and lots and lots of cake <laughs> because there is no point in having a birthday if you're not going to have cake um so uh yeah i can only apologize and i really do hope that um you had a, an excellent birthday without me saying happy birthday i'm sure that I'm sure it didn't ruin your birthday, but if it did, I'm terribly sorry. Um (laughs) awful. Um, I do hate letting people down and I do hate um disappointing anyone. So if I could all ask a favour of everybody, if you could give me um I mean, I'm happy to say happy birthday to ev- anyone. I love saying happy birthday to adults and children. Um, I don't care who, who it is. I'm more than happy to say happy birthday. But if you could give me just a couple of days notice um, and that way um, I can make sure that I've read the message and I've got it all in my head and in my birthday book. Um, and it is more than likely i will I will be able to do it then, so please, I'm so sorry um if I have missed your birthday um but as I say, just give me those couple of days' notice, please, <laughs> anyway, I hope you had a great day, hardwin I really do uh right now uh yesterday's riddle was. Uh what can you break even if you never pick it up or touch it? That's possibly everything with me. I can manage to break anything um, without touching it. They told me that it was impossible to break the computer and I still managed it. So <laughs> we don't allow me to touch anything. Um, but... This is a riddle. So what can you break even if you never pick it up or touch it? Well, I did get quite a few messages um, and uh, I really hate the fact that I do get a lot of messages and all with the correct answer. And I just get so many I can't. Can't say everybody's names because I'll always miss somebody, so I only ever um, say the first person's message. Um, so, message, uh, was Rosie, so well done, Rosie Posy. Um, it was promise, of course, you can break a promise whether you touch it or not. Um, so, um Lily, I know that you have you're messaging um most days and I love the fact that you're messaging and you are getting the answers right, so well done to you. Um so I will say that because I know that you are um very clever and getting all these answers right, but you, you're not messaging first, so I do apologize if I miss your name. Um anyway today's is a joke. It is not a riddle. Um, We'll see whether anybody gets it because I think it's a funny joke. Um, It is how many teenagers does it take to screw in a light bulb? Mm. (laughs) So what do you think? Do you know the answer? Well, if you do know the answer, message me (laughs) and let, let me know. Right. I also want to say, I also want to say, welcome to the 47 new followers that we have. So hi and welcome. Welcome to the crazy, crazy world of magical children's stories. And I hope that you enjoy um, being one of our listeners because uh I love the fact that I've got forty seven new listeners that's amazing totally, totally awesome so um, we're gonna read a little the next little bit of the funny life of teachers, <laughs> and it's about recorders. who plays the recorder in school? Oh. <laughs> do you play the recorder if so why it sounds terrible it's not a musical instrument it's a mu- instrument of torture once you leave school you will never see a recorder again <laughs> ever they don't exist in the real world you do not switch on the radio to hear here is the latest single from katie On the recorder. (laughs) And why are they called recorders? They don't record anything. There isn't a red button to record the beautiful music they produce. That's because they sound like a parrot going through a shredder. Oh dear. Your recorder teacher is usually so old that they've gone deaf. This is the only way that anyone can teach the recorder. By not being able to hear... The horrible new noise they make. <laughs> I agree. I do hate recorders. And when my daughter came home and said, I'm going to learn the recorder, my heart sank. Um, so the school council... The school council is a group of pupils who are elected by their classmates to talk about things that affect the children of the school, like what the playground should look like, what colour the carpet area should be in the reception classroom, and who has taken all of the felt. (laughs) To get on the school council, you have to get more votes than anyone else in your class. You go around with a vote for me sign. There are two main ways to do this. One, have lots of friends, be nice to everyone and ask them to vote for you because they like you. (gasps) Number two, convince everyone that the way things have been going up until now have been terrible and it has to stop scare them into thinking that they need to change things and explain that you are the only person who can do that. Then, once elected, realise that you have no idea at all what you're doing. One of my children got elected to the school council once using the first technique but got a little bit confused about what he was supposed to do. He told me that it was now his job to watch out for naughty children when the teacher wasn't there and punish them himself. (laughs) I think he got confused between the school council and Batman. If you get onto your school council, maybe think about how you can make the school better. Improving school lunches is often a good way to start. No one learns anything when they are hungry playground children's bodies aren't really designed for sitting at desks they're designed from for swinging from bars and jumping around playgrounds are a place where you can blow off steam Mm, they're also a place you can blow off bottom burps Nursery school playgrounds might just be like a garden with loads of toys. As you get older, you might get some playground equipment like a slide and things to climb on. Once you get to be a grown-up, there are no playgrounds at all. You Teachers usually have to stand around a kettle talking about what was on telly the night before. Sometimes they're really lucky and get to do something called Playground Duty. This is when they stand in the middle of the playground and shout at children who are enjoying themselves too much. What teachers would really love is if they could join in with your games. You should ask them if they would like to play too. Most. Teachers are particularly good at pretending to fly. Many exciting things happen at break time. Epic football matches are won and lost, accidents happen, bones are broken and friendships are made. The playground can also be an amazingly creative place when you're playing imagination games like Pretending to be a dragon, or a princess, or a marmalade cow. You might not be using a pen, but you're still making up stories. I'm not allowed to run around the playground being a dragon anymore. I'm too old. Different sizes of cow. Hmm. I have a theory that different sized cows produce different types of milk? Whole milk comes from a normal-sized cow. Semi-skimmed milk comes from miniature Shetland cows, which are about the same size as a Great Dane dog. Skimmed milk comes from teeny tiny cows the size of hamsters. Or maybe they skim the cow across a lake like a pebble. Maybe you can get tiny microscopic cows the size of bacteria. What would they produce if you could milk them? Oh, they probably just make water. That's probably where water comes from what do you think there are billions of microscopic cows floating around in the sky making clouds and then birds far- fly through these clouds and accidentally milk them with their feathers as they fly this causes water to fall out as rain so the rain is really just very 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 weak milk the rain then lies around in lakes and puddles until it evaporates into evaporated milk. And the evaporated milk floats up back into new clouds where it either gets milked again or turns into condensed milk. And that is the water cycle. (gasps) Playground games. The most interesting thing about playground games is that the games are passed down from generation to generation. Some of my favourite playground games are Fishy Wishy Fish, It, Walking Round on Your Own and Talking to Yourself About Trains. In fishy-wishy-fish, you have to go up to someone and say without laughing, I'm a fishy-wishy-fish, I wish my wishy-fishy-wish was you. And they have to say, I wish your fishy-wishy-fish was as fishy and wishy as a fishy-wishy-wish-fish. Oh my goodness. Usually by the time you've done this without laughing, the bell has gone and playtime is over. These days, I play this game with my dog. She's rubbish at it, as she doesn't know how to make a shh sound. It is a simple game where you run around trying to touch each other. It's a great way to spread diseases. When I was at school, I gave seven children chicken pox like this. Some really old playground games are recorded in the Airedale Air Museum. These include Jump the Plague Pit and How to Make an Egyptian Mummy. I'm sure you can work out the rules for these games yourselves or make them up. If you do, please let me know by emailing I really could not care less at pleasegoaway dot <laughs> Oh my goodness. So that is today's Little bit of the funny life of teachers. So now we are going to have a fun fact. And the fun fact today is all about... Uh, diddly diddly doo. What is it all about? Let's see... Which of these four things has the most bones? A. An adult human. B. A baby. C. A snake. Or D. A giraffe's neck. Ooh. So which one do you think has the most bones? Hmm. So the human body can do a pretty awesome array of things from climbing a cargo net or doing a backflip to kicking a football or knitting a woolly jumper. Tricky activities like these rely on the precisely coordinated action of over two 100 bones in your skeleton 206 to be precise working together with your muscles tendons and ligaments the parts of your body containing the most bones are your hands there are 27 bones in each one as they have to do the trickiest and most delicate things like making a lego spaceship <laughs> In fact, more than half of the bones in your whole body are in your hands and your feet. Wow. You might be surprised to know that, despite its ridiculous length, a giraffe's neck, think of a giraffe, contains the same number of bones as a human neck. Oh, my goodness. giraffe's neck's huge and our necks are only tiny. Um, It's just that the length of, or the, sorry, it's just that each of the giraffe's neck bones is a lot longer than each of ours. Wow. So an adult human body definitely has more bones than a giraffe's neck. So the giraffe's neck is not the right answer. What about a baby? A baby can't do half as many complicated things as children or adults can. Plus, it's pretty tiny. So, surely it can't have more bones than an adult. Bizarrely, it actually can. And it does quite a lot more. Babies are born... With between 275 and 300 bones and bendy bits of cartilage. Over time, these will harden into bone. That is nearly a hundred more bones than the measly 206 that an adult human ends up with. So, Where do all the other bones go? If they're a baby, they have almost 100 more. But when they've grown up, they still only end up with 206. Where do they go? As the baby grows, groups of tiny bones and bits of cartilage stick together or fuse to form stronger, larger bones. A baby's skull, for example, is made up of eight tiny bony fragments which slowly grow together to become only four in an adult. That's why you should never push down on the small soft spot on the top of a baby's head. Here, the bones haven't yet fused, so there's only delicate skin and membranes covering the baby's brain. Oh, my goodness. So all these extra bones and bits of bendy cartilage makes a a baby's body nice and squishy so that it can squeeze through its mum's birth canal when it's being born and bounce when it falls onto its bottom. (laughs) But what about a snake? Snakes slide along the ground and slither up trees with extraordinarily ease and precision. To help them achieve such effortless and highly controlled slithering, it is thought that some snakes contain up to 500 pounds bones whoa this makes the snake the clear bone winner <gasps> oh, m- oh my goodness and tomorrow we'll have another bone fact but that's tomorrow i can't believe a snake has 500 bones whoa dearie me any anyway um today is not only Wednesday and it is not only the eighth of March, it is also International Women's Day. So yes, definitely, definitely, all around the world, they are celebrating women. It's also World Maths Day. And you know what? I have never known anybody apart from my daughter get so excited that it was World Maths Day. Um, There's a a horrible one. It's Be Nasty Day. We don't want to be nasty, do we? National Peanut Cluster Day. So I don't know whether you know about peanut clusters. They're a bit like lots of peanuts all held together with um, like a syrupy toffee thing (laughs) and it's also national proofreading day who knows what proofreading is it is um if you write something before you either send it to somebody on an email or a letter or um anything like that you should proofread it to make sure that you've spelt everything correctly. Um, I had to do this when um, I wrote my book because before it gets published so that everybody can read it, it has to be spelt right or the grammar has to be right. So you have to have I proofread it and then you have to have someone else proofread it because sometimes you miss things or if you think that you spell something one way and it might be the wrong way. So you have to have somebody else do it as well, not just you. (laughs) So all the proofreaders out there, it is your day today. Anyway, anyway. Um... We're going to read chapter 17 of Daisy and the Trouble with Vampires today. So, if you recall, she was going to go and play murder in the the churchyard. Oh, oh, so scary, so scary. So, here goes. The trouble with grown-ups who don't have any children is there is no way they should be allowed anywhere near other people's children especially on Halloween night. Was I feeling brave? No, I was not. Did I want to play Murder in the Graveyard? No, I did not. I mean, what kind of grown-up takes a child anywhere near a graveyard, in the dark, in the fog, in the countryside, on Halloween night, and then says, let's play Murder in the Graveyard? Trouble is, before I could even say anything, Mrs Pike was already telling me the rules. Now then, Daisy, she said, close your eyes and start counting while I go and find a gravestone to hide behind. As soon as you've counted to a hundred, shout, I'm coming to murder you, ready or not. And then use your torch to come and find me. As soon as you find the gravestone I'm hiding behind, you can murder me with your silly string. I couldn't believe my ears. Not only had Mrs Pike taken me to a graveyard in the dark, in the fog, in the countryside on Halloween night, now she was going to run off and leave me all alone with only a torch and some silly string to defend myself with. There was no way I was closing my eyes. What if an owl or a werewolf or a zombie or or, or a witch or a vampire tried to get me while she was hiding? What if the hooly hooly man came along looking for a new wardrobe? it's a good job I didn't close my eyes too because if I hadn't kept my torch on and my eyes open while Mrs Pike was running away from me I would never have seen her disappear yes, that's right, you heard me disappear completely out of sight just like that in the dark in the fog, right before my very eyes. It was like a magic trick. One second she was there, the next second she was gone. But where had she gone? And and how had she gone? Was she actually a vampire after all? And if she was, had she turned into a bat and flown away? And if she had turned into a bat and flown away, was she flying in my direction, looking for blood? I was so shocked, I couldn't move. I couldn't think. I could barely even remember my own name. At least I couldn't until a voice in the foggy darkness shouted, Daisy! It was the voice of Mrs Pike. Daisy! She shouted again. I've fallen down a hole. (laughs) Come and help me. (laughs) I'm going to read chapter 18, uh, because that was only short. So the trouble with someone playing murder in the graveyard and then falling down a hole is... Mrs Pike had fallen down a whopper. In fact, the hole she had fallen into was so deep I couldn't even see the top of her head. At least I couldn't until I shone my torch down to her face. (laughs) Daisy, you need to help me, Mrs Pike said. (laughs) reaching up with her arm. It's all muddy and cold and wet down here. Please try and pull me out. Well, the trouble with trying to pull a grown-up out of a deep hole is you need to be much bigger than me to be able to do it. Right, we need to phone for help, Daisy, said Mrs Pike. Can you go back to my car? If I give you my car keys, do you think you could go and fetch my phone? It's in my handbag. Was she serious? Not only was I standing in a graveyard, in the dark, in the fog, staring at a vampire down a hole. Now I was going to have to walk through a graveyard, past a church, through a gate, past 32 houses... Right to the very end of Church Road, in the dark, in the fog, in the countryside, on Halloween night all on my own. And then all the way back again. On second thoughts, Daisy, she said, you'd better stay here with me. Oh, your mum would never forgive me if I lost you. As soon as Mrs Pike changed her mind, I was totally sure she wasn't a real vampire. A real vampire would definitely have made a child get their mobile from a car. Plus, thinking about it, a real vampire would have turned into a bat and flown out of the hole. Mrs Pike definitely couldn't fly. All she could do was jump and scrabble and slip. "'and slide and scrabble and fall over in the mud. "'Do you want me to go and knock on the door of number 32 again?' I asked. "'Really, really, really hoping,' she would say no. "'No, Daisy, I'm not letting you out of my sight for another minute,' she said. "'We'll just have to wait till someone comes along.' "'Well, the trouble with waiting for someone to come along is "'not many people come along.' In a graveyard, in the dark, in the fog, in the countryside on Halloween night. Who do you think might come along? I asked. The vicar, hopefully, she said. Or a choir. Not a zombie, I said. No, not a zombie, Daisy, she said. There are no such things as zombies not a vampire i said no not a vampire daisy she said i've told you before there are no such things as vampires and not a ghost or a witch or a poultry geist, or or the hooly hooly man i said F- flashing my torch down onto her face And expecting her to say no to those two. Except she didn't. She didn't speak. She didn't blink. All she did was point into the fog with her torch. What's wrong? I said, starting to get a bit nervous, and then jumping out of my skin when her lips suddenly started working. Uh, Behind you, Daisy Mrs. Pike trembled. Behind you Honestly, I have never Spun round so fast in my life. When I saw what was behind me, I nearly died on the spot. It was a skeleton and it was staring straight at me. Quick as a flash, I grabbed my silly string and fired. Squirt, 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 squirt. squirt. (laughs) Well, oh my goodness me. (laughs) And tomorrow we might, if I read chapter 19, find out what happens next. Oh, it's so spooky and scary. (laughs) Anyway, I hope... Me reading this at bedtime is not going to give bad dreams. Maybe you ought to read another story. Maybe you ought to get mummy to read another story um, before you go to bed. (laughs) Before you go to sleep. What do you think? I would hate to be the cause of anyone's nightmares. Anyway, you all have a wonderful 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 day and i'm going to go to the library and read another story <laughs> that is what my life revolves around reading stories <laughs> i read two a day on here one on the um at the library on a wednesday one and every night or three actually every night one to each child um on uh, at bedtimes here in my house My whole life is just telling stories. (laughs) It's a good job. I love it, isn't it? Hmm. Anyway, you all have a lovely, lovely day. Make sure you take care and stay safe. And I will see you all again tomorrow. Uh, Bye for now.